Hello, this is Bill Lytell with some wisdom for your walk again. Uh, I want to talk to you about a phrase uh, that my wife said years and years ago when we had our son. We had one child, a boy, his name was Troy. And uh, we didn't know much about it. We were She was 18, I was 19, and didn't. what do you know about life at that age, right? What do you know about raising kids? Well, you can refer back a little bit to how your parents raised you, and uh, whether that was a good way or not. And then, he, then because I had gotten right with God at 18 years old, I went back to the Bible. And I looked at the Bible and I said, what's the Bible say? What's God said? I bought a, a book by, uh, I believe it was Moody Press also, that talked about how to raise children. And so I read that, and that was a biblically sound book. And my wife and I sat down and we kind of read how do we, how do we uh, raise Troy. We read the book. Of course, we're reading through the Bible, and that's beautiful. It's about three, four chapters a day. In a year, we read through the Bible together. Uh, before we go to bed, we decided we'd do that. We wouldn't go to bed without reading three or four chapters a day. What a profitable decision that was. Boy, you know, the little things in life are what end up being the big things in life. And so... That little decision about deciding to read the Bible made a world of difference in how we raise our child. If you look back at the book, uh, 2 Samuel 7.14 says, God says, I will be his father and he shall be my son. And if he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with a rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. That was God talking about uh, one of his servants that he was uh, willing to help. Um it also says in the book of, uh, let's see, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 18, it says, Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Um, it is in, in all the way in the New Testament, <clears throat> excuse me, in the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. If you go to the twelfth chapter of the book of Hebrews, uh, you'll find a real first eleven or so verses there. You'll find a real clear teaching on God's chastening of of you and me. In fact, He says, "If I if you're not chastened, you're not really a son. You're a fake son, but you're not really a son because whom He loves, He chastens." The word "chastens" is a tough word. It really is a tough word. It's not an easy uh, pedicake, pedicake, baker's man. It's not just some uh, little uh, time out. It's not a little light spanking. It's a serious pain-deriving method of teaching you not to do something. My wife came to me years ago when we first started raising Troy, and she she noticed something. She has a, she's, she has a gift of noticing, and she said, why is it that Troy listens to you uh, on the first time you talk to him about something and, and he doesn't want to listen to me? Yeah, he, in other words, she said, he gives you respect. He's not giving me. And I said, Kathy, it's, it's simple. Well, she said, what is it? She, she, you know, she spanked him and, and I spanked him when he did wrong and she spanked him when he did wrong. What was the difference between the two? I said, Kathy, it's just real simple. When I spank him, I create more pain than you do. And he's not stupid. He looks at me and he says, more pain. He looks at you and he goes, less pain. Uh, so when he when I say something, he goes, ooh, better do what that boy says because I'm going to get some serious pain if, he doesn't, if I don't obey him. 
he looks at you and goes, eh, you know, it's not so bad. Now, you maybe that's not conscious thoughts of a three, four-year-old kid, two, three, four, five, six-year-old kid. I don't think that's conscious thought. But the human nature is human nature uh, wherever you go. We tend to have protective mechanisms in, and, and uh, the Bible says we're right in our own eyes. We, we begin to, to kind of case things out, figure things out pretty early on. And so he had figured out, I'm thinking about two years old now, he had already figured out that he better obey me more than he obeyed his mother. And I said, Kathy, if you gave him the same amount of pain that I give him when I spank him, then you'll get the same amount of respect when you say something as when I say something. And she goes, wow, wow. Because here she was spanking him. Years ago, I had a mother call me uh, on the phone as a pastor of the church, and she was she called me. She said, preacher, pastor, Bill. She said, man, she was crying on the phone. I said, well, settle down, settle down. Tell me what you, tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. She says, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel bad about it. She says, I'm spanking my kid 10 times a day, and it's not doing any good. He just keeps doing the bad, he keeps doing bad things and, you know, disobedient things, and she named those things. And I said, oh, I said, I can help you, I can help you. She says, help me if you can, help me, because she says, I feel better. Here I birthed this child, and all I'm doing is spanking him all day. I says, well, the reason you're spanking him so much is because you're not causing him enough pain. And she paused. She was quiet on the other end of the phone. And she says, not enough pain? I says, right. If you let me spank him, if I came over to your house every time he was disobedient, and if I lived real close or something, and I could come over there and spank your child, I wouldn't have to spank him once, twice a day. And she says, well, why is that? And I said, because when I spank him, I'm going to create enough pain that he is going to clearly remember that pain and not want to repeat that pain. And it won't be very long where he won't be doing those bad things that you're spanking him for because he absolutely will not want to endure the pain that he has to from the spanking that I give him. But he don't mind enduring the pain that you give him. Same problem my wife had. Uh, she just was not willing to give him the degree or level of pain and spanking. I'm not talking about child abuse. Don't don't even go there. I'm not talking about permanently damaging a child. Uh, the, I, I mean, you may be surprised at this, but the state of Florida says you can bruise your child, especially on the posterior area. You can bruise your child as long as they go away within three days. So, I mean, even child services, and I've had quite a contact with child services, they don't jump up and down and go crazy if a child's a little bruised and on his butt or his rear end because of spankings. They get it. Uh, better to chastise them early rather than have to police chastise them. See, it's, it's this way about children. If you, don't, if you don't teach them righteousness and if you don't teach them uh, crime doesn't pay, then it, after you're done with them, it, it notches up to the law enforcement people which aren't nearly as kind and nearly as loving and nearly as considerate as you are, and they're going to cuff and stuff your kid and put him in a straight jacket and throw him in prison with some bad people. And if that doesn't work uh, and they do crimes worthy of it, they're going to electrocute him or they're going to kill him uh, death penalty some way or another, and they're going to eventually spend the rest of their life in a cage like an animal. Now, come on. 
as a parent, you have the responsibility to do everything you know to do with all the tools God's given you to cause your child to understand the difference between right and wrong and to try to give them the wisdom to obey the right and shun the wrong. That's what this spanking thing's all about, and that's why God, whom, hey, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. That's what God says about us. When you got things come in your life and the doctor tells you you got cancer and you're going to have to go through treatment and surgery and everything, you go, oh, I don't like that. God's teaching you, man. He's helping you. Where do you go when you get in trouble? You go to God. You go to him and ask him to help you. Trouble pushes us towards God and also teaches us, hey, I hate the, hate the evil and love the good and uh, cling to that which is good and seek that which things which are above. And uh, it teaches us the difference between right and wrong. So if as a parent, you're at the beginning of that, and you teach your child the difference between right and wrong, uh, and the spanking, my goodness, people, I mean, make it worthwhile. Uh, I mean, put them, you know, I always believe in a bare-bottom spanking, no through-the-clothes spanking. My dad would use his belt, and yes, it would leave uh, little welts on my little posterior, and it would leave welts on me, but I'm going to tell you what, God... Use those two people, my mom and dad, to save me from going to jail and disobeying the law. And I've never been in jail. I've never been arrested. Uh, and it's not because I'm some sort of good person. It's because through those two people and through the, through God, he, they taught me, hey, look, when an officer comes to me, you, you say, yes, sir, no, sir. You become compliant and obedient, and you don't give them trouble, and they're not going to bother you. And that's true 99% of the time. So all this helps you some. Uh, listen, why don't your child obey? Why, do, why, is it, why does one child obey the dad and not so much the mother? That's because oftentimes the pain level is not high enough. Remember, if you love your child, you're going to chasten them and make it serious so you don't have to do it so often. God bless you. This is a little wisdom for your walk from an old man who's been around. Bill Lytell. <laughs> Amen.